Hungary, the husband of Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the US House of Representatives, is hospitalised after being attacked by an intruder with a hammer. That's all the news from RTHK. With music, news and information, this is Radio 3. Good morning and welcome to The Week on 3. I'm Christy Lai. Hope you're having a wonderful start to the weekend. Since it's the weekend, it's time to forget everything that happened during the week and relax. Letting off steam isn't really easy, especially when it's due to work or school. I'm sure everyone has been there before. On this week's Gong Hang Gong, talking about Hong Kong, we'll be talking about how to relieve stress and learn some Cantonese phrases to lift your spirits up. Hello, 大家好,早晨啊. Hi, Noreen. I'm doing great. Good. Um, the reason I played Burden as the song <laughs> is because the, the, the topic that you chose is feeling stressed in mm. Hong Kong. Mm. And it's true, you know, looking up some of the statistics, it's quite shocking. Yes, indeed, actually. Uh, we, we actually read an article by the SM, SEMP. It says that Hong Kongers are the fifth most stressed population globally trailing only behind South Korea, Nigeria, Taiwan, uh, the United Arab Emirates. And yeah, it's at least around 92% of people in Hong Kong are facing stress in their daily lives, which is well above the global average of 86%. Wow, 80, 86% also sounds very high, yes, to be actually, honest. Yeah. Wow. Um, and this is according to, to, to a US-based, uh, a, 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 an insurance, mm-hmm. uh, global insurance company, I should say. Um, so yeah, I think they know a thing or two about feeling stressed. Um, do you, are, are you feeling stressed and how do you manage your, your stress, Christy? Not gonna lie, I am quite stressed because Lately, uh, all of, a lot of international events are happening, and uh, we are, uh, as a global international station, we are in charge with a lot of big projects. And yeah, it, it is quite stressful lately, but I do have good set of uh, de-stressing tips. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I, I, whenever I feel stress, I mean, managing work and, and a family, I just remember I take it day by day and yes. deep, deep breaths. But sometimes, you know, you can let the stress pile on mm-hmm. a, a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, how do you say stressed out in, in Cantonese? Because I feel like in English, we often say, oh, I feel stressed. Um, in, in, in Cantonese, mm-hmm. is it sort of like, not like die? Yes, actually, or feeling so stressed, it's mainly cannot remove the body. Yeah, the literal translation is to remove the body. But, which means that you can't separate yeah. yourself from the situation. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's kind mm-hmm. of a yeah, that's kind of a uh, quite a philosophical way. Yeah, I, I can't separate myself mm-hmm. from the situation. But it's important that we separate ourselves mm-hmm. from the situation sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they use chao san. Mm-hmm. or what a lot of people say, maintain a work-life balance. But in in these stressful times or when a lot of events are happening, it is quite difficult to actually maintain a work-life balance because a lot of people I know have to work until quite late hours, until 8 or 9 to 30 in the evening. But I think 
personally, I mm, when I'm stressed, I like to talk about it. I like to talk to my friends, my family about how I feel, or even a therapist or counselor. Because um, personally, I think in Hong Kong, um, access to uh, counselors or therapists are not as um, Common. Common, yeah, and it should be because if we have a flu or if we're feeling sick, we go see a doctor. So why is it that if we're feeling a bit stressed out or you know a, a lot of burdens on our mind that yeah, it's true. Hong, it's still there's still that stigma. Stigma, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And even if you do have access to it, it is quite expensive because if you do want to see a therapist, if you do want some professional help. Uh, these sessions can cost over a thousand dollars, which is quite expensive for maybe students or people who just are just uh, starting out work. But again, I think I know several universities in Hong Kong they offer uh, free counseling services. But because there are so many students in a single university, you might only get access to one counseling session a month, which is definitely not enough for some. When they are feeling really tense, start really stressed. Exactly, and so hopefully we can learn some uh, tools um, through our friends and listening to Radio Three. We yes. often have a lot of uh, great uh, mental health uh, counselors coming on the show uh, to talk about de-stressing ways to de-stress. Um, how do you say uh, uh, stigma or taboo uh, in 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 Cantonese, or you know, just you know, not gong, Yeah, means avoid yeah or is there isn't really a specific word that comes to mind about the word taboo but it's mainly cup means mansion yeah yeah there isn't really a single word that really that really is yeah is a good word yeah means to avoid as well yeah mm-hmm but it, it's not easy sometimes because um, maybe we're just used to it growing up. Everyone grows up in a different environment. So, yeah, but I think uh, we can see that there are definitely more tools or more sites or more services uh, available to everyone now in Hong Kong. It's getting better. Exactly. I know Kelly Support Group have a one-stop shop. So especially for young people, they target at young people, uh, the local youths. If you are feeling stressed and even their family members, you can get in touch with them and they will put you in touch with counselors and therapists. And so you don't have to sort of go because when you're going through a, a lot of stress in your lives, it's not so easy to navigate. So they'll help you do that. So Christy, have you got any phrases that we can uh, go through uh, this morning? Yes, uh, the more positive reinforcements for everyone who are feeling stressed. Uh, one is oh, yeah. which means you can definitely do it. Yes, uh, yeah, that's so sweet. And uh, I think Yuki mentioned this phrase last week on Gong Hang Gong, and it is Baidi Zhang Zhang. Oh, yeah, Baidi Zhang Zhang. Yes. Which means uh, just struggle maybe, struggle maybe a bit more and then it will pass eventually. Yeah. And uh, what, uh, or something, another thing we could say is, means it will definitely pass and like if you to persevere endure it, yeah. yeah if you persevere you can definitely see the end of the tunnel yeah something like that yeah, yeah.
That was Noreen Mir and I speaking about Hong Kong. If you're feeling down or stressed, I hope you'll be feeling better soon. If you feel stressed out, I think some music would definitely help. Speaking of which, last week Phil spoke to Brazilian guitar superstar Plinio Fernandes, who was visiting Hong Kong this week. Plinio is named one of Classic FM's 30 Brilliant Musicians Under 30 in 2022. In fact, he is making his Hong Kong debut tomorrow evening at City Hall. Before we learn more about the show, let's hear more about the pieces he will be playing. Uh, actually, so essentially, I'm a classical guitarist. Uh-huh. The, so he was wrong. Reason, uh, well, it's pretty much. <laughs> But uh, I think that I was sort of classified as a jazz uh, musician, or like because my first album was uh, an album of Brazilian music. Yeah. It was a mix between the, the classical repertoire, so I recorded Villa Lobos, who's our main composer, and some uh, bossa nova and samba arrangements. Mm. So then uh, I gave a few interviews to, to jazz. Podcasts as well, okay. so yeah, <laughs> I think that's why. Well, listen, I mean, to, to be more specific, it, people like labels jazz, classical, this, that, and the other. But you know, when jazz players talk about can you swing, mean, do you, I guess it means can you feel the music? I guess you can. Well, I, I think <laughs> I hope I can, yeah. uh, and I think I do. I think the Brazilian music has has this element of of the the, the rhythmic drive that always, you know. Comes with it, and yeah, All I think right. for being Brazilian, I think I, I, I carry that with me through throughout my classical playing as well. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. hope. Tell me a little bit about the music of your country, because I know that you know when people hear Via Lobos for the first time, they go, "That guy's amazing." I didn't know he liked Bach, or I didn't know anything about him. Every time you hear a composer from your country, they just get better and better. Is Via Lobos the benchmark? Essentially, yeah. So he is our main composer because he did the perfect bridge between the classical uh, tradition yeah. and the popular stuff in Brazil. So he became—he's uh, certainly one of the biggest figures in Brazilian culture in general because he defined, he redefined what uh, that identity uh, of, of Brazilian culture through music. So he was a huge fan of Bach yeah. and had a, a very classical. Uh, Bringing playing the cello and so on, but being in Brazil, growing up in the early 20th century, he had really strong connections with choro and samba and all the other African-influenced uh, yeah. Brazilian genres. Yeah. And then what he did with his music is he combined that uh, those two universes, but, but doing something very special. It's so original, isn't it? I mean, you could never make this up. That a guy who is Um, he, he, he. I'm not. I don't say nationalistic, but he, he is the sound of Brazil. And then, mm-hmm. as you said, he loved Bach with the Brazil, Bachianos Brasileiras. I mean, you just couldn't imagine that, could you, really? Yeah. Well, you can through the music and in different ways, but no. After you know that, yeah. But, uh, but it's true. yeah, something unusual, and he's done it in such a such mastery. Okay. Uh, what was his relationship with the guitar? I mean, did he really feel, did he know how to write really well for your instrument? Some composers do, some don't. Yeah, he <laughs> he made also uh, the transition between, uh, so he made the guitar to sound big. Right. Pretty much with uh, with his studies that he wrote a, a series of 12 studies that he uh, gave to, to Andrea Segovia. Our greatest uh, guitarist, really, 
And then Basego said that he couldn't play it. So it's pretty much Villalobos played the instrument. He was a, a cellist, <laughs> but he played the guitar. And then uh, he wrote uh, a couple of things. He wrote the studies and showed to Segovia. Segovia just couldn't play them. And then Villalobos said, well, actually, they can be played. So listen. And then he showed them and Segovia just had to to go and, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and learn them and, and show that it's possible to do. Yeah. But So he wrote exceptionally well for the instrument, right. extremely idiomatically. So he's... His 12 studies redefined what uh, the capabilities of the instrument in so many different ways. I mean, when you say when you say study, so, you, you mean literally this is a study, or it's just a groovy piece that's been uh, called study? No, they called they are etudes, right? Etudes, studies right. because each of them uh, they are pretty much concert pieces, ah. but they are they were written. Uh, studies usually are written f- to focus on a specific technical aspect of the playing. So the first, first study is for arpeggios, right, ha- right hand, left one, yeah. scales one, and so on. Yeah. But they are really often played as, as concert, concert music because they're such great pieces as well. I'll tell you what, it's, it's not so often that we get a chance for a, a showcase of an instrument like the guitar here in Kong, Hong Kong with a, a visiting artist like Plinio. If you want to find out more, just check out pphk.org. Premier performances, the guys that put all these concerts on. It's the 30th, which is Sunday, at 7.30. Can we have a quick flick through your programme because it's so crazy. I mean, like I said, John Dowland, and then we go to Brazil and take us through it, if you would. Yeah, of course. So John Dowland, I have a big affinity with, with his music because mm. uh, we're studying in London, which is where I live. So yeah. I came to the Royal Academy of Music and I always loved it uh, anyways um, because we are really lucky to have, we guitarists, to have such a vast range of music from that period, which other instruments don't have because we borrow from our cousin instrument so to speak uh, so it was written for perhaps lute, lute or whatever for the lute. Is that yeah lute yeah. Orbo sometimes or but yeah so um yeah i've got to dive into that sort of music when oh. i was in london my teacher is a huge fan and really advocate of, of john Dowell. what did that teach you do you think what did you learn from playing this very polite 16th century music what did you take away uh, some sort of purity in music making uh, that I, I had before through playing Bach and other composers, but I think, yeah, I think the, the purity of, of sound, and you, you, you don't have to do that much to the music for it to speak for itself, if that makes sense. It does. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's what fascinated me the most, and that, that's what I learned. And that was Brazilian guitar superstar Plinio Fernandes. If you would like to hear him play, make sure to check out his performance tomorrow evening at 7.30 in City Hall. Recently, Green Group World Wildlife Fund Hong Kong and the Coral Academy at the Chinese University Hong Kong launched a coral restoration project, aiming to save and restore corals that were damaged through bleaching. According to the project, in the 19 areas that were examined, 18 of them had serious signs of coral bleaching. According to the project, in the 19 areas that were examined, 18 of them have serious signs of coral bleaching. One of the reasons that cause coral bleaching is water pollution. Rubbish from the sea prevents the corals from getting enough sunlight, hence causing damage. To tell us more about the research is Kelvin So, Project Manager of Oceans Conservation at WWF Hong Kong. 
Uh, so this was the second bleaching event with such extensive impact in Hong Kong in recent years. So when we talk about the previous one, it need to, uh, we need to look back to in 2017. So it was the Hong Kong worst ever. So um, let's talk about this one. So in the summertime of July 2022, the government received different reports and sporting records from the water sport user. So and then they urgently formed a research team uh, to conduct a collaborative uh, bleaching survey um, with uh, AFCD, Baptist University and Chinese University. So and hope to collect the field data on bleaching presentation. Climate change and human activities cause coral, ble- uh, coral bleaching. Oh, so um, so actually, uh, climate change is is really uh, uh, related to uh, the coral bleaching event because uh, the coral bleaching event occurs uh, when the uh, warming of the water uh, cause the coral to expel their their algae uh, that provide more than ninety percent of their nutrients um, and the coral colors. So if we also reduce the coral growth and leaves it uh, vulnerable. So um, actually, Dr. Apple Choi from Chinese University of Hong Kong, uh, she estimated uh, the reason of the uh, bleaching event this year was due to the environmental factors. So like the increased seawater temperature, uh, because this year broke a lot of records for very hot days in summer in Hong Kong. So I understand that the scientists have been trying a combination of, of vegetative reproduction and also sexual reproduction to try to encourage the corals to grow again, right? Mm. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, okay, so with the um, so actually this project with the support of uh, Trust Tomorrow uh, by the Swire uh, Charitable Trust. So WWF Hong Kong um, worked with Coral Academy uh, from the Chinese uh, University of Hong Kong and we launched a coral rescuer project last year. So um, in this project, we aim to apply uh, this project to different um, the selected citizen scientists understanding and concern about the coral communities in Hong Kong so as to experience um, the first-hand restoration work. We also hope to uh, extend this citizen science research to other degraded coral areas in the future. So um, a total of 20 citizen scientists were selected uh, from more than 200 applications. So under um, the guidance uh, of the coal experts, so the citizen scientists could collect the coal fragments in the identified degraded site, as known as um, a coal rose of opportunity, and bring them back to the CHK science laboratory for further fermentation and processing. So uh, each coal fragment was attached a 
custom made run semen base and then return the healthy cold fragments to the nursery platform set by CHK on the seed bed. So the sitting scientists help the regular monitoring to record the recovery progress and healthy status of the fragments. So before the project launch, about 70% of the corals at the project site were destroyed. After three months, 39 of the 40 rescued coral fragments survived, and the survival rate was pretty good, uh, 97.5%, and positive growth have been found. What about in terms of diversity of the coral species? Um, you mean the coral fragments? Yeah, the, you know, we have a number of, 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 of different types of corals, right? Mm. Um, when, you, when you do this sort of uh, laboratory uh, reproduction, mm. Does that does that help with the diversity of the of the of the corals? Oh, so um, we need to talk about uh, the reef restoration because we got two different approach. One is uh, sexual propagation, and another one is sexual propagation. So uh, for this uh, project, so we are using the sexual propagation. So we are finding the corals of opportunity. So that means um, uh, it's the depatched live hard coral fragments on sea bottom that have poor chance of survival uh, in the field. So by collecting, cutting, and culturing these in lab-based nursery, so we can preserve the existing coral biodiversity on these uh, coral fragments. So it could serve as a seed stock in uh, restoration exercise. But when we talk about the, um, the species diversity, uh, we need to mention uh, the sexual propagation techniques because um, it involves uh, uh, the collection of the egg bundles from corals during the corals uh, spawning. So actually, uh, Dr. Apple Choi, uh, she is the expert um, uh, to um, conduct this kind of technique. Uh, so um, the um, researchers, um, uh, they collect the egg bundles and allow uh, them to fertilize and develop into larvae or juveniles. So before we introducing them back to the degraded sites. So I would say uh, it's a multi-approach uh, to increase the coral diversity. Yeah, so in, in Hong Kong waters where there's coral, the, the, the government um, put uh, a little sort of pyramidal triangle to warn people not to approach that area. Do we need to expand those areas, those protected areas? Yeah, uh, so actually we are urging uh, the government to um, uh, establish and commit a roadmap uh, for expanding uh, and an effective marine protected area network uh, by 2023 because uh, um, uh, such as the anchoring site, uh, we think that uh, the government should identify the coral ecological sensitive area first because it refers to uh, those areas that are particularly uh, sensitive to human activity and they are easily affected by inappropriate human activity and it may have some negative uh, uh, ecological effect. So we hope that the government will uh, should take advantage of the current uh, coal distribution map uh, prepared by different universities and conduct the surface on water sport activity to understand the overlapping areas with coral areas and even formulate some appropriate conservation policies such as um, to um, make sure the corals um, are well uh, uh, managed uh, and have effective conservation measures in place. Kelvin So, Project Manager at Oceans Conservation at WWF Hong Kong, was speaking to Janice Wong and Jenny Lam. 
And finally, to end today's program, Steve James will be taking you back to the 1960s. Take care and have a splendid weekend. I'll see you next week here on The Week on 3. I'm Christy Lai. This We've got another surprise for you. is the Steve James Thursday Afternoon Drive. Give it up, will you? On Radio 3. Are you guys nuts? The factories may be roaring with the boom a lack a zoom a lack a wee. But there isn't any roar when the clock strikes four. Everything stops for tea. Now I know just why Franz Schubert didn't finish his unfinished symphony. What happened there? He might have written more, but the clock struck four and everything stops for tea. Tea break this afternoon celebrating this day, 1966. The four tops were at number one on the UK singles chart with this.
Yeah. 